Good morning, and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Monday, February 19th. On today's show, we'll be discussing the brutal reality of plunging office values and how Dubai's golden visas are helping the city defy the global office slump. Plus, an investor is building a 178,000-square-foot Lakewood Ranch industrial property. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with a look at the harsh reality of plummeting office values, particularly in the U.S. The $20 trillion U.S. commercial real estate market has been in a state of limbo, largely due to uncertainty about property values and a reluctance to acknowledge potential losses. However, as deals start to pick up, the extent of the price drops is becoming clear, causing concern about potential ripple effects across the global financial system. Here to delve deeper into this issue is our correspondent from Simply CRE. Indeed, David. The COVID-19 pandemic significantly disrupted the use of real estate worldwide. Lenders had little incentive to get tough on borrowers squeezed by soaring interest rates and take on loans that had lost value. Transactions slowed as potential sellers were unwilling to unload buildings at distressed prices. However, it seems the time to face the music is nearing. So what's causing this shift? As the U.S. Federal Reserve ends the fastest pace of interest rate increases in a generation, real estate investors are gaining more clarity on where borrowing costs stand. Additionally, more than $1 trillion in commercial real estate loans are set to mature by the end of next year, according to data firm TREP. This means some property owners will have little choice but to sell. What could be the wider implications of this situation? The fallout could be extensive. Over the past decade, global investors have poured into offices and other commercial buildings as a perceived safe alternative to bonds. U.S. cities from Los Angeles to New York have relied on high office values to fill their property tax coffers. And lenders, especially U.S. regional banks, are loaded up on loans for buildings that are now worth a fraction of their initial price. Recognizing these losses will inevitably have significant ramifications. What's the outlook for the future? The magnitude of the crisis is a matter of debate. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Fed Chairman Jerome Powell have expressed that the situation is manageable. However, others have more dire outlooks, with real estate investor Barry Sternlich predicting $1 trillion in office losses. As more transactions add transparency to the market, investors will have to recapitalize loans to reflect lower values. What about the extend and pretend strategy that lenders have been using? The extend and pretend strategy, which involves lengthening loan terms during periods of turmoil while ignoring short-term valuations, worked well during the pandemic. However, the crisis gave way to runaway inflation and a series of interest rate hikes that sent the paper values of buildings plummeting. The office sector, which hasn't recovered from record vacancies spurred by remote work, is particularly affected. How are these plunging U.S. values impacting the global market? The impact is felt worldwide because properties in top-tier U.S. cities were once magnets for global investment. Offices were seen as super-safe bets backed by high-quality assets with long-term leases and rising rents. That's now coming back to bite. As more loans near their maturity dates and investors write down properties or walk away, 
lenders across the world will have to stockpile more reserves to deal with possible losses. Thank you, Celeste, for that insightful report on the current state of the commercial real estate market. Speaking of which, let's turn our attention to the United Arab Emirates, including Dubai, where a shift away from a long-standing economic model that ties residency to employment has resulted in a significant increase in business licenses and a boom in the commercial real estate market. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you tell us more about these changes and their impact? Certainly, David. The UAE has made several policy changes to attract expatriates and encourage them to establish businesses. These include expanding the eligibility for long-term golden visas, abolishing the requirement for companies to have a majority local partner, and legalizing cohabitation for unmarried couples. As a result, the number of active business licenses in Dubai jumped by 30% in 2023 from the previous year, and by 75% from 2021. That's quite a significant increase. How has this impacted the commercial real estate market in Dubai? The impact has been substantial. Occupancy is at record highs, contrasting with the declining demand in other cities like London and New York. In Dubai's financial district, office space is scarce and rents are still rising. The city's most prominent tower is even up for sale, potentially valued at as much as $1.5 billion. What external factors have contributed to this influx? Several factors have boosted arrivals. Bankers relocated from Asia to escape lockdowns, while wealthy Russians moved in to shield assets after their country invaded Ukraine in 2022. Crypto investors, rich Indians looking for second homes, and young job seekers from Europe and the wider Middle East have also flooded in. The government reforms have enabled some of these new arrivals to set up businesses. How are other countries in the region responding to these changes? Countries like Saudi Arabia and Qatar are feeling the pressure to liberalize their economies if they want to compete with the economic freedom Dubai offers businesses. Policymakers across the Middle East see knowledge-based industries as the future and have been investing oil wealth into high-tech sectors. To attract the right people for such jobs, UAE authorities recognize the importance of providing long-term horizons and predictability. What are the visible signs of this influx in Dubai? The signs are everywhere. Waiting lists for schools and clubs are long, key roads are routinely jammed, and the government has announced a $5 billion public transit project. Policymakers predict Dubai's population will surge to 5.8 million in 2040 from over 3.5 million currently. Residential property prices are nearing records, despite mortgage rates being at their highest levels in two decades. Sales of homes worth $25 million or more doubled in 2023. What challenges does Dubai face in maintaining this growth? Dubai needs to establish retirement programs and health insurance plans to allow residents to retire in the city. Its diminishing tax-free status may also hinder its ability to lure more foreigners. In addition to corporation tax, the UAE introduced value-added taxes in 2018 on top of the slew of government fees on services in a city that already ranks among the world's most expensive. Thanks for the insights, Abby. Now, let's shift our focus to recent real estate news, where the developers behind a 280-unit apartment community in Cape Coral have secured $41.66 million in financing from Greystone, a commercial real estate finance company. 
The complex, known as the Palms at Cape Coral, was built in 2022 by New York-based Young Development. Here to discuss this further is Bella, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you tell us more about this deal? Certainly, David. The loan for the Palms at Cape Coral is a fixed-rate Fannie Mae loan with a 10-year term and 30-year amortization, including five years of interest-only payments. The garden-style apartment community consists of five buildings with one, two, and three-bedroom units. Young Development, the company behind the project, was founded in 1984 and owns apartments and other properties, mostly in New York. Interesting. And what else is happening in the Florida real estate market? A new house inspired by the architectural master Frank Lloyd Wright has hit the market in Polk County. The house is listed for $3.67 million and sits on a four-acre gated waterfront property. It boasts 3,659 square feet of modern, open-concept interior living space and a total area of 5,587 square feet. The exterior features a smooth-finished steel trowel stucco, concrete floating steps, and landscaping that lends to a zen garden-like setting. That sounds like a remarkable property. What about commercial real estate? In commercial real estate, a California firm, PCCP, has bought 40 acres in Pasco County and hired a Houston home builder, Commercial Builders, to develop 150 townhouses on the site. The deal is a bit complex, with PCCP buying the land for $6.35 million from David Weekly Homes, who had bought it for $2.25 million on the same day. The community will include a mix of two-bedroom townhouses with one-car garages and three-bedroom townhouses with two-car garages. And what about industrial real estate? In industrial real estate, Richland Capital Holdings has bought 16 acres in Lakewood Ranch for $5.5 million. The company plans to build two light industrial buildings totaling 178,000 square feet on the site. Construction is set to begin later this year and take about two years to complete. Finally, are there any other notable residential developments? Yes, a nine-acre parcel in Bradenton has been sold to Indiana developer Thompson Thrift, who plans to build a 279-unit apartment complex named the Stadler on the land. The new complex will be part of Lake Flores, a 1,300-acre master-planned community, which will include 6,500 homes as well as retail and office space. Thanks for joining us, Bella. Now, let's shift our focus to the U.S. commercial property market, which is beginning to cast a shadow over South Korea, with major financial conglomerates already confirming losses of around 1 trillion won, or $750 billion. The total amount of overseas commercial real estate exposures by the five major Korean financial companies has reached 20.39 trillion won. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you tell us more about this situation? Certainly, David. The U.S. commercial property market has been under pressure globally as interest rates have surged over the past few years. This has resulted in an 11% price tumble in the U.S. since March 2022. The effects are now being felt in South Korea, with the five major financial companies confirming significant losses. Which of these companies are most affected? Among the top five financial groups, HANA Financial Group holds the largest exposure at 6.25 trillion won, followed by KB Financial Group at 5.65 trillion won, Shinhan Financial Group at 4 trillion won, Nongyup Financial Group at 2.35 trillion won, and Wuri Financial Group at 2.14 trillion won. HANA has performed the worst so far, 
with its return rate on the investment standing at minus 12.22%. What has been the global impact of this downturn? The impact has been significant. Banks not only in the U.S. but also around the world are being affected by plummeting property values. For instance, New York Community Bancorp's share price was slashed by nearly 40% following an unexpected quarterly loss of $252 million. This led to one of the largest sell-offs in regional U.S. bank stocks. Other banks, such as Deutsche Bank and Japan's Aozora, have also reported substantial losses from real estate loans in the U.S. market. What measures are being taken in South Korea to mitigate these losses? The local financial watchdog has stepped up its oversight of the financial sector and is currently scrutinizing individual investments made by local financial firms. A local insurance firm recently faced sanctions from the Financial Supervisory Service due to poor risk management. The top financial regulator has sought to reassure that the impact of losses from overseas property investment would be limited representing less than 1% of the entire assets owned by local financial companies. We appreciate your insights, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow.